Hello, everybody, and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries, and we are a little show called Solid Steps Radio. And we came up with that name because, well, we want you to walk solidly in this life as a man, and we have a lot of lady listeners, and that's great, but we really wanted to do a show for guys because, guys, we all know that you get us around a water cooler, a barbecue, uh, wherever it is, watching a ball game, we can talk about sports, weather, and politics really easy. We're good at that. How's work? How's this? Really good. But how do we talk about the real stuff that really makes an impact for eternity, not only in our life and other people's lives? And we believe that here on this show that you are not fulfilling your destiny as a man if you are not a son adopted by the Father through the work and blood of Jesus Christ. So that's why we do this show, because we just want to kind of be a, toolbox in, in guys lives to be able to listen and say okay I need to be thinking and looking in the direction of God and the things of God and so one of the things we've done is tell stories that God is writing and man I, nobody loves a, a good story like me everybody loves oh, a good dude. story right and today we got a good story and, and you may have heard this story every story is the same every story is the same things are good <laughs> something bad happens <laughs> and then somebody comes along and saves the day and everything gets back to better or maybe even the normal or better. That's almost the, that's the almost every story you've ever seen or read. A lot of the stories that we have that come into this studio, yeah. yes, that's true. So today we're going to hear a story about a guy whose life is just really good. Good job, good family, good everything. But you know what? One decision, maybe a series of small ones, but one really bad decision led to what looked like the end of a life that you didn't think you could possibly come back from. But God is in the business of redeeming things. Yeah, that is so true. So, Chad, uh, I sit down with Bobby, and we and I hear his story, and I go, "Dude, we got to tell our listeners this story because it's just, it's just, uh, it's a real life story that I think a lot of guys can totally relate to." So, Bobby, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad it's, to be here. Bobby, um, yeah, you, uh, let's just talk. Oh, wait a minute, we got to say Bobby's last name. Okay. Come on, now, you're going to butcher it probably. Well, I, and probably I, will, I will too. I want to hear Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, give us the full, uh, the, the correct way to say your last name. Shavoni. Shavoni. It's Shavoni. <laughs> you say it better than I do, Chad. <laughs> oh, so Bobby, yeah, you tell me the story and, and I'm like, oh my goodness, we got we to gotta have our listeners listen to this. So you grew up going to church. Yes, sir. Tell us just real quickly about your dad and your mom and your family. Uh, born and raised in Lexington, Kentucky. We lived in Louisville. My dad is a doctor. My mom was a homemaker, raising three sisters, a brother, and myself. We all grew up in the east end of Louisville, went to Ballard High School, played basketball, was very successful with that, but I loved, um, I loved the social network of Ballard, of, of high school. Through, through basketball, having fun and parties on the weekend, things were just great. Ended up going to the University of Kentucky. Um, the Harvard of the South. How about that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we jokingly say that, but I was not there for school. I, I, I can humbly say that I was all about the social life, having fun. I was in a fraternity, going to school, yeah, checking the boxes. But it was more about the happy hours. Um, who was the first one there at the door at 3 o'clock on Friday afternoon to show everybody they got cup number one? Um, you know, was born and raised Catholic. 
my mom and dad introduced us to church. We were very staunch Catholic, uh, Holy Communion, uh, Confirmation, Reconciliation, did it all. You know, was born and raised that way, but did not participate once I got to college. Um, church fell away. I fell away and, and ran rampant uh, with the party, party what, scene. Now, when you, when you were partying, did you have a in your back of your mind the fear of God that you were taught when you, when you were growing up or not? Great question. Um, we went to church every Sunday. No ands, ifs, buts about it. Um, so much so that I was an altar boy um, and, and participated in that part of the, the, the mass. So, you know, I would I tell people today that I knew of God, but I did not have a relationship with God. So when you are, uh, when you're partying at college, when you're at UK, are, in the back of your mind, is there any kind of um, fear of the Lord in you or no? No, sir. I was 100% about being around people and having fun. You, you, you wrote, uh, you shared with me a while back, um, kind of your testimony that you had put on paper, and you wrote um, my behavior of self-absorption, self-centeredness, self-destruction, self-reliance. Um, that was you. Yes, sir, to the T. You know, as, as I've grown from that era uh, of my uh, life, uh, it was. It was all about basketball and dating and getting to the high school party after the football game. Same thing in college, um, joining fraternity, having the beer blast, and getting to happy hours, and just loving life and full of life and full of just fun. But it was all about me, Bobby Schiavone, and, and very self-centered, yes. Mm. Now, fast forward, you get, you, you get done with college, then what? Uh, when I graduated from college, we pursued that lifestyle. So I uh, backpacked Europe in 1985 for three months on a one-way plane ticket. Um, money was running out, and it was time to get home and grow up. Came back to Louisville and ended up moving to Atlanta, Georgia. In Atlanta from 1985 to late 80s, um, I worked, first job, um, Selling copiers and fax assemblies. Your dad probably had to go, Lord, help, help this boy to get a job and start working. Well, part of that story, Kurt, is uh, I had to move to Atlanta and stay with some family friends. And I did that for two weeks and secured a job. The funny part is coming back and telling my mom and dad I got a job, but I got to buy a van. And I was hauling around copiers in the back of the van in a cold call environment back in the 80s in Atlanta, Georgia. But that was just uh, a lot of fun in Atlanta, Georgia. And not only, it was a lot of fun, but you met somebody. Yes, I did. Um, the good Lord put in my life Cindy. Um, I met her uh, on Peachtree in an establishment called Clarence Foster's. And uh, it was an interesting environment because I introduced my roommate to her roommate. And several months later, that lady and that man introduced me to Cindy. And so we started dating, and I got to the point that I wanted to get back to Louisville. Home was really pulling on my heart. And you, you guys have been married. You, you got married. Yes. And you've been married how long? We've been married 31 years. Nice. Yes. To sitting here today, that is nice. Yes, it is. <laughs> and they're all together, by the way. That's 31 years, right? <laughs> uh, since 1985, and I got married in 1990, and uh, here we are 31 years later. Uh, and she's still, she's still hanging with you. 
yes, sir. Like, yes, a hair, sir. like a hair and a biscuit hanging. That's that's going to be part of this story. Yes, it is. Okay, well, and then uh, you you get married, and then what? You got a couple kids, and yeah, we we uh, moved back to Louisville, got married. Um, we had two boys, uh, Bobby the third and Paul. Uh, grew up in the East End of Louisville. We live in Prospect, raised our family there. And from that time, we transitioned from the Catholic Church to Methodist Church. And you were, and you were really involved in that? Very much so. Uh, slow process, but uh, Sunday school, um, head usher at one of the services. And probably the highlight of my time at that church was the discipleship fast track that I participated in 2016. Mm-hmm. And, and just describe that real quick. It was a uh, year-long venture for me, not really kn- knowing the Bible, but really getting deeper into it. So we read from Genesis to Revelation. Um, we met every Sunday night. Excuse me. We met every Wednesday night for an hour and a half, 638. And through that process, homework, two or three hours a week. And then we got to the point where the leader asked us to share our story from birth to where we are now and drawing out the timeline at the same time, the peaks and valleys that happen in your life. And you had a few of those. Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, so um, things are actually going pretty good at this point. Yes, sir. I, Bobby and Paul are thriving in school. Uh, I've got a great job in the pharmaceutical industry. I'm coaching basketball. Cindy's doing wonderful with the boys, raising them. And, yeah, you know, you, you don't think about it, but things were going perfectly how long were you with a pharmaceutical? I was in that company? industry for 23 years. Yeah, that's right. And so 23 years, things are going well, and and then something happened. So we're going to take a break and come back, and, and you think, man, that's a whole lot of life in the first 11 minutes. And it is. It's a <laughs> long time and a lot of stuff going on. And and just when you think things have kind of leveled out, eh, it can take it wrong direction. And every man listening to this, any woman, but every man listening to this could go in the same direction Bobby went by one choice so we're going to hear about that choice in the next segment and how god redeemed that we're going to take a break be back shortly here on solid steps radio i want to thank our sponsors for our show southern smoke bbq catering ky.com is the website and uh chris hadley does a great Catering-only barbecue, he's award-winning. I just saw he won in a competition here recently. If you are having a party for a small group or a wedding, I'm telling you what. That dude can do it. Southern Smoke BBQ Catering, KY.com is the website. Uh, Eldon Credit Union, they help uh, folks if you uh, need in help of financial need as far as commercial, residential loans. Eldon Credit Union has been around for a long time. They can help you out. Vision First Eye Care, they're a wonderful group of folks. I got some contacts in my eyes right now from Rod Rollo and his crew, Vision First, 11 different cities in the Kentuckyana area. Frank Enterprises, if you have some water outside that's not going where it's supposed to go, septic tank, landscaping, wastewater, they can take care of you at Frank Enterprises. So give give us our guests, you know, kind of his his name. It's Bobby Chavone. <laughs> Like I said, oh, anyway, I don't get all the stereotypes there, that, but come on. I, can't, I can't do that. In a small world, we just ran it, realized that his wife or his brother-in-law was my dentist for many years out in Shively. So well, we're finding out that we, we might be related by the small of a world right now in this room. <laughs> so Bobby, okay. So, you know, you're, you, you got, you're, you find Cindy, you're married, you got two kids, 
you got a great job at the pharmaceutical company, and you've been there for 23 years, but you've been making some choices. Yes. Talk about that. Golf, happy hours, tailgating in Lexington for UK ball games, drank a lot of beer. Always, always on the golf course, always in a tailgate. Um, it was just it's who we were. Run, the people I ran around with, that's what we did. We drank beer, we drank beer, we drank beer. Concerts, anything and everything was always about having a good time. You mentioned before that we even started the show that if you mentioned tailgating, uh, concert, uh, golf, that your wife Cindy would what? She'd cringe. Kind of, she'd kind of just cringe. Yeah, and that's part of, uh, you know, you find out after you make that bad mistake, that wrong move, which I did, um, in those intense moments of talking with each other, she, she shared that with me, that she said, Bobby, if I heard those words, if you were going to go play golf, or we were going to go tailgate, and, you know, I knew it was four, five, six hours before the game started. Uh, we were going to go to a concert, but we were going to go somewhere first. It was uh, – she hit it. I didn't know it, but now now we know that uh, it was a problem. So you, you mentioned. Let's talk about the day. The yeah, day. The day. <laughs> you you you're making these choices, but there there something happened. Yes. Talk to our um, listeners about that. For guys that are out there listening, it, it's we all know it. We all do it, and I'm I'm begging and and telling you don't do it. And that's drinking and driving. So on August thirteenth, two thousand and ten. Um, I was playing golf at a local golf course, um, again, drinking a lot of beer, went to the, uh, bar afterwards, drank some more and then got behind the wheel and, um, was driving very fast and very radically on Waterson Expressway on that Friday, August 13, 2010. And then what happened? Um, I was pulled over. The police officer told me they'd been following me for three miles, um, and, finally caught up with me because of how fast I was driving and pulled me over and arrested me for DUI. You, you told me a while back that when that, when that happened, um, th well, you, you got arrested and then they took you to took me to jail. Yeah. I, I think a very humbling, you know, Louisville's a very small community and to be pulled over on Waterson Expressway during rush hours, about five, five thirty, somewhere around there. Um, taken out of my car, handcuffed, put in the back seat of a police car, and taken to jail. Um, spent many hours in jail um, until I was released very late that night uh, to, my, to my wife, Cindy. When you're sitting in jail, what's going through your mind? Wow. You know, um, it, it's, it's hard to explain to somebody um, the emotions, the... Um, the doubts, the fears, crying, angry, what's going to happen? Um, where am I going to go from here? How am I going to get out and face my wife, my boys, my parents, anybody and everybody? You know, what's happening from this point forward? And then you get home and you have those conversations. So we got home and uh, probably one of the worst things, Kurt, was the next day driving to the scene of the crime where, where I was pulled over, my car still sitting there. And uh, to get back in it and realize the decision I made, um, yes, I sobered up. Um, I'm driving back home. And 
you can imagine, or maybe you can't, um, the, the tensity uh, between me and Cindy, uh, the emotions, the upset, um, my two boys wondering and asking, you know, what did dad do? Why in the world did he do this? Um, and then to sit down with my parents. I, I'll, I'll never forget that as well. Sit down at the kitchen table and tell my mom and dad that I'd lost my job because I was arrested for DUI. Now, yeah, you, you hadn't lost your job yet. No, sir. But you knew you were going to lose your job. Um, yeah, so being in that industry, you get a company car. And I knew that they were going to run an MVR check. Um, and they do that annually. And to the very day, August 13th, 2011, the phone rang. And it was my manager saying, please don't tell me this happened. I'm like, yes, it happened. And I was expecting the call. And um, zero tolerance. They came over within that day and took the company car, the car keys, the computer, all the pharmaceutical samples and said, bye. You're done. You're done. I think you said your manager and you cried together. We did. Um, he is and still is to this day, a very good friend of mine and cried and on the phone and said, please tell me this isn't what I'm reading. I'm like, yes, it's, it was, it happened again. Yeah good friends still you, are you were um i, I mean you, there were several months be, but, but by the time that happened the day of the uh, the dui when you pulled over until that happened was quite a I mean, it was it was a year to the date so they ran the mvr check august 13 2011 and so that's all put in through the court system that i was arrested for a dui i went to court with an attorney in december they took my license for 30 days and had to go to a court-appointed alcohol education program to get my license back and start anew. I know that's embarrassing. Yes, sir. But, I'm not. But descri- describe the emotional piece as your uh, as all this is happening. The repercussions of your choices. Uh, probably the biggest thing is being numb to the fact that what am I going to do now? Um, it was my career. I left Atlanta specifically for this career. Um, my dad is a physician in the community. So I was calling on him and other friends of his and things were great. I took it all for granted. Knowing the, the lifestyle I was leading was not, not the smartest thing to do. And, um, when it was all taken away, it's like, uh, I've got to, I've got to act fast. I've got a high school and a middle schooler. College is coming around the corner. I've got to get my acting gear. Are you, um, w- which one of these words maybe described you um, in, in your emotional guilt, condemnation, shame, uh, just embarrassment? Guilt and shame. Guilt and shame. Yeah, I knew what I did was wrong. Um, I did it for too long. I rolled the dice way too many years, way too many weekends of drinking and driving. Just, just talk to our listeners right now where you might be a listener, you are maybe on the path or partially on the path what Bobby was on. Just give them a word of encouragement. Yes. Uh, thank goodness for Uber drivers. <laughs> there's, there's your first thing. Um, guys, I can tell you, we all do it. We all play golf. We all go to happy hours. We all go to tailgates. We all go to concert. We live life. But drinking and driving do not mix. Well, I, I think that's why the Bible says um, 
do not be drunk with wine or alcohol, but rather be filled with the Spirit. Yes, that's in Ephesians. It is. (laughs) Because in, in the middle of all of this, Bobby, God was getting your attention. Well, as my counselor said to me, which was very um, eye-opening, was, Bobby, you're lucky and welcome to the class. And that very much irritated me with uh, my Italian temper. Um, But he said, let me ask you two questions. Are your kids talking to you on a phone through plexiglass? Are you in prison? That's a very good point. Or are they standing over your grave saying, Dad, why'd you make this decision? So, again, the, the words you started this conversation, Kurt, self-centered, self-reliant, self-absorbed, self-destruct, it was all about Bobby. And um, thank goodness for certain people um, that has disappeared. Well, God has got, God is a redeeming God. So we're going to take a break, come back, and say, okay, well, how do you rebound from this professionally, personally? Well, you're going to hear about that more in the next couple of segments here on Solid Steps Radio. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors for our show, Louisville Podcast Studios. We are taping today, if you're depending on when you're watching this or listening to it, uh, at the Louisville Podcast Studios, podlou.com, P-O-D-L-O-U.com. If you want to do a professional podcast, audiobook, you name it, these guys can take care of you and make you look really good doing it, both audio and video. Come in and take a, a look at them. Bright Star Home Care, if you need somebody who needs in-home care, whether it's one day a week or 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care will take care of you in regards to that. Then Dan Hart Financial, if you know anyone who wants to retire, talk about retirement or what does it look like to be biblically wise with a retirement, Dan Hart can take a look at your uh, your numbers and, and crunch the numbers with and for you. So, Bobby, you know, the Bible says uh, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. And you were really, in, in, in many ways, you, you probably not even knowingly, but you were walking in, in an arrogant way, yes, uh, sir. Uh, not, not with God, not following the, the, the ways of the Lord. And so uh, God's going to humble you, and he, and he did. You know, you get caught with a DUI, but that's not, that's not the end of the story, I, 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 because God is a God who's at work. Yes, sir. And uh, you... You had a guy in your life. He has since passed away. He's in heaven. But a guy named Rob entered your life and asked you a really good question. Yes. Um, So October 2011, uh, I had started working a new job. And Rob, simply, we were talking about business. I remember the day where we sat. It was raining. It was cold. And he asked me one question. Bobby, what is your priority? And priority stunned me, shook me, got my attention, and then he followed up. He said, where's Jesus in your life? And at that moment, Rob, being very uh, forward-thinking, just slid across the table some paperwork. And it was paperwork for a spiritual retreat known as the Emmaus Walk. And I can almost start crying here because that was the game changer in my life. You, you mentioned before we even started the show, that was my dying moment. Mm. And, you, and you were saying that not with in a negative sense. No, sir. But in a very positive sense. Um, yes, the Emmaus Walk, that's actually known on that Saturday afternoon, dying moments. Dying to yourself and receiving the grace of God. And um, 
very, very um, graphic. I can see it like it was yesterday to, to get rid of your sins and the blood of Jesus absolve those and give you salvation. I, I collapsed. I, I fell down on the ground in emotion and uh, some brothers picked me up. And from that day in March of 2012, I've never looked back. It was a, that was a spiritual moment. That was a defining moment. Without a doubt, Kurt, I hear a lot of men say uh, they were born again. Um, they know or remember when the Holy Spirit touched them or spoke to them or what have you. Um, I can say here 100% that was the day that I was dead and born again to Jesus. Uh, you you talked to me about uh, communion or the Lord's Supper um, yeah. and how powerful. Describe to our listeners what you, what you did and what happened. So we were on that Saturday afternoon basically attending church. And at that time of prayer, the pastor uh, leader at that uh, Emmaus walk said, we're going to come up and uh, absolve the sins, and this is how we're going to do it. And so picture a loaf of bread, and you take a big chunk with your hand out of that bread, and those are your sins, mine, self-centeredness and, and drinking, and to put it in a bowl, and then to have a pitcher of juice, God's blood, poured all over those sins and saying you have been redeemed you have salvation and it's the grace of my son jesus christ i was like i did it was my dying moment i i, I just i'll remember it forever it brings a lot of emotion to me uh, yeah um i see it in your eyes i see it in your just you know that that emmaus walk that weekend was a powerful powerful moment Yes, I will uh, always remember it. I've been very supportive of the Emmaus Walk since, sponsoring other men as well as women to attend. It is a non-denominational spiritual retreat if you want to further your walk with the Lord. It, it will help you take, take your, your walk with Jesus to another level. Well said, well said, <laughs> yes. Were you going to say something, Chad? I wasn't, but I will tell you that I went on a retreat that was similar, Faces of Christ retreat yes, at our church. It was kind of a, not spinoff, but it was similar to the Emmaus Walk. And I know many people that, um, you know, I met a good friend of mine to this day. We reunited 20 years later, and we met at that. And, uh, you know, it was a it was a life-changing retreat for sure. So I, I, would, I would I'd just like to add into that, Chad, yeah. that um, – I'll never forget because I, I was all in, but I, I I didn't have faith, but I knew I wanted to go. And I looked at Cindy and said, I, I need a Bible. That tells you where I was. And she handed me her NIV study guide Bible. And that was in 2012, March 2012. Now, is that before the retreat or after? That was right. That was to attend the retreat. We okay. had to bring a Bible. And um, Kurt, I think you've seen it. It's now duct taped. It is more redlined and highlighted, and it is, I've read it from Genesis to Revelations, it is my life now. But I, I laugh about that because I didn't know what a Bible was <laughs> to where I am now. You couldn't find second hesitations if you tried. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bobby, before the show, you, you mentioned um, from self to serve. Mm. Really, what God was doing 
was he, he was beginning a, a transformational um, overhaul of your life. Yes. To redeem you, to f- forgive you, give grace, to say, I have a better plan. I have a better than plan. Bobby, you were, you were about fun and self-centeredness, but I got, I got a purpose for you. Oh, I like that word. Thank you. Um, the understanding from that day forward um, has been uh, unequivocally every day, every morning is me, my quiet time with God and the Bible. Um, and I can say it, every day has never failed since that March 2012 Emmaus walk. And God created me to do something for his kingdom. And it was not to run the lifestyle that I was. It was to serve. And uh, it, it's been transformational. His love is real. His spirit is real. Um, I'm sitting here, got tears flowing down my face, so I know <laughs> it's, it's transformational. He is the Redeemer. Yeah, he is the Redeemer, and he takes what is broken, and he is the one that heals, and he is the one that uh, can take our junk and our garbage and our poor choices and our decision-making that's not good, and he can transform that. I, I love that. There's a verse that I often quote to men. He who began a good work in Bobby, he who began a good work in Chad, he who began a good work in me, he will bring it to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. Mm. And that's what he's been doing in your, in your heart and life for the last how many uh, years? Finally, to listen to God, to surrender to God, um, and to know that, uh, again, he, he, he is our God. He's, he's our God, and, he, and he, has this, he, he has this purpose for us. And uh, as, as we have met over the last how many you know, months, um, we've had coffees and breakfasts and lunches together, and you know, I hear your intentionality of like, my life is not my own anymore. And it's not like this life of sorrow and misery. No, sir. It's life of, wow. I, I get a partner with the God of the universe. Yes, I do. I mean, you do. So, d- d- talk about that just a little bit. Thank you, um, thank you, Kirk. Because that—that's—that's that's where I am today. That wh- where I was is over. That's—that's that's dead. Where I am now and where I want to go forward is serving our Lord. And uh, I love it. I love my morning time. I love getting up early in the morning, spending time in the Word. And from there, I have um, led many men in small groups. Um, I serve down in the West End of Louisville very faithfully on a weekly basis, and I'm on some board of directors as well as volunteer uh, my time, which is God's time, to further his kingdom. Uh, We're going to take a break here because I want to unpack that. I I, I want to to let our listeners know how they, wherever they might be, that, that God wants to use them. Uh, and we'll we'll even look at a verse, Ephesians two ten. That's one, you know, one of your verses, and it's one of my favorites as well. But we're gonna take a break right now. So we'll take a break, come back for a fourth and final segment, and talk more about what is a life, what does this new life look like in regards to fleshing it out, and how is he investing in other people so they can go down that same road? It's called disciple making, and we're gonna talk more about that in the fourth and final segment here on Solid Steps Radio. Thanks to our great sponsors like Iroquois Family 
uh, in cosmetic dentistry, Dr. Eric Veal. He sits in his chair. You're more than just a set of teeth to him. You are a person, uh, and he takes care of you. Southeast Outlook, they have been telling God's story written around the world, whether it's here local and or all around the globe. Southeast Outlook has been telling the stories for over two decades. And then Veritech Generators, if you need a generator for your home or your business or you have a generator that needs to be serviced, Veritech Generator can take care of you. So Bobby uh, Javone, <laughs> I can't say it as good as Chad. Chad's got it down. So, uh, so Bobby, uh, there's a verse that you quoted that we kind of quoted even together that really has uh, kind of uh, describes you. For we are... We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. You know, God saves us not just so that we can go to heaven, but God saves and delivers us and forgives us and redeems us so that we can be put to his use. Mm. And uh, you mentioned in the last segment a, a couple things, but I wanted you to kind of unpack that for our listeners uh, of uh, things that where you are serving and the joy and the, the laughter and the pleasure of what you're doing. Yes. Um, you know, it, it says it right there in the Bible that God asks us to love him with all we have and love our neighbor. Um, and so I like to take that and, 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 and go with it. And so Rob is my, uh, he was my disciple maker. He saved me. And um, his wife, Jennifer, is was the executive director of Prodigal Ministries. And I sat there and thought about, okay, prodigal ministries, men and women coming out of prison. I, I never went to prison, but I spent the night in jail. And I was like, okay, this is a good tie-in. I, I can, can relate to this. And so we have uh, homes for men and women throughout Louisville um, for men and women to transition. Key word there, transition, kind of like my life, transition back. And um, so I'm a Tuesday volunteer every Tuesday night with a lot of other volunteers um, where we share the good news. Uh, we get in a big love circle. And we share the Bible and share how we apply it to our lives. I'm also on the board of directors for Prodigal. So it was, it was a nice tie-in from my past to be able to help men specifically moving forward into the transition. Um, back in the day, I coached a lot of basketball and um, taking kids home on the weekends really drew me to the west end of Louisville. And it is a underserved, underprivileged area that hits my heart very hard. And um, I was introduced to a man back in January of 2018, Todd Moore. He and I talk on a weekly basis. I'm very involved in his New Day Ministries. And we've had Todd here on the radio. There you go. Had him he, on the show, there's yeah. Nobody that, anybody that's serving the good Lord knows Todd Moore. <laughs> and um, he's starting his Dream Center Academy, and he's down on 39th and um, Greenwood. And um, so I'm involved with Todd there and his love walks and his, his uh, ministry. Um, Mark and Jose and Kevin are down at uh, City Life Shawnee. They're part of Youth for Christ, but specifically, this is City Life Shawnee, and it's on 41st and West Market. And it's an area that um, knows gang violence, um, teenagers being killed, um, and it's just because of basketball and, and knowing the kids down that area, I wanted to try to help um, through time, talent, and treasure. So. Kurt, as I shared earlier, um, I have my morning time, and it's very important to me to set the tone. I call it word before work. And um, 
during that I, Bi- Bible before bread. Ooh, there you go. It's even better. It's even better. But so I, I lead a group of men on Tuesday mornings at Hunting Creek. Um, I lead a group of men Wednesday um, through Zoom. Um, and so I am very intense in the fact that um, from me being so self-centered, it's all about Bobby, to now it's all about God. And where are you serving his kingdom? And um, to he has given much, much is expected. And that's, you know, it's, it's what Jesus modeled. He, he came to serve. The Son of Man did not come to be served. But to serve. But to serve. I, I think the, the, the scripture and the story in the Bible that really gets me is to know in that Passover meal that he gets up from the table and he washes all his disciples' feet. And you let that sink into you. Are you kidding me? Knowing he's going to the cross, that that epitomizes everything. I it it I get very intense and passionate about God, the Bible, and serving His kingdom. That's what it's all about. There's a lot of less fortunate people out there, and it's our it's our duty. Yeah, it's our it's our privilege and honor. Oh, to be able to share and. Uh, bless others with the gospel message and to serve them. Um, I, I want uh, listeners, I wish you could um, see Bobby because there's something in your hand right now. And he, he's had it, he's, he's had it in his hand like the last hour and a half. Um, what's in your hand? This is a wooden cross made out of an olive tree from Jerusalem that my wife Cindy was given as a gift. And again, it was given to Cindy, but I very uh, eloquently. You, you stole it from her. I stole it from her. <laughs> it stays in my pocket. Guys, it stays in my pocket every day. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in meetings like this and I want the, the confidence and strength and wisdom from God, then I just hold my hand and I squeeze it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, you carry that thing with you everywhere. <laughs> You've seen it enough. <laughs> I've seen it enough. It, it just reminds you of, of uh, we, Jesus said, you can do nothing apart from me. Yes. To to trust in him, to lean into him, and that's what you're really trying to do is walk with him, trust him, and to serve him. I, I, I love, again, from self to serve. Yes, sir, 100%. And and, and that is a beautiful, beautiful um, picture of following Jesus. That's uh, That was my whole goal, Kurt, when you and I sat down months ago to talk about the radio show here with Chad, is I know there's a lot of men out there that led the lifestyle and still lead the lifestyle that I did. It was all about me, 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 and where we're going to have fun and make some maybe wrong decisions. This is moving forward. This is for the men that are out there that are so full of pride that says, I've got this. I don't, I don't, need, to, well, I don't need to go a small group and be accountable. I, I, we say every, every Tuesday morning, honest open, transparent, and vulnerable. That equals accountability. We know guys have a lot of issues out there. Step forward. We cannot do it on our own. Only through other men that are strong in their faith, walk in Jesus's way, um, and they walk the walk. They're not just talking the talk. Talk to the guys uh, real quickly about they're not involved. If a guy is listening right now and he's not engaged and he's not involved in the life of the church with other men. Yes. Other men, life of the church. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you're out there and you're listening, go to your church, go to your pastor, 
go to somebody you know walking that walk and say, hey, tell me about your morning times. Um, you know, I'm going to throw a plug. A lot of this that helped grow me was Man Challenge. Um, people say 6 o'clock in the morning. That's why it's called Challenge. <laughs> and if it is a priority to be with God, then why not be in a room full of a lot of men that are broken just like me that want to get better and want to serve? So it, it's, it's, they say it, your church, your small group, and your quiet time. And you need to have all three in your life to be a godly man. I'm late in the game, but I'm humbly in the game. Yeah, and hopefully God's going to give you another 20, 30, I don't know, no. maybe, maybe. 40, 50, Maybe Kurt. 40 or 50, <laughs> 40 maybe. Or 50. Try to shortchange you over there, any Man, yeah, yeah. jeez. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I got my cross in my hand. That's right. <laughs> Oh, hey, Bobby, it's been an absolute blast to have you. Thanks for sharing your story. I know it's going to minister to men and encourage them. Would you pray for the guys listening, that they will be men who will be of courage and follow Jesus and from self to serve? Mm, Thank you. That would be a nice privilege. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for creating me to be sitting here in this chair to share my story, to be confident in your Holy Spirit, to walk like your son Jesus, and to know we can't do it on our own. We need to slow down. We need to look around and find the men that are walking this walk through our church, through our small group, through whatever means you put in our way. Let us love you with all our heart, mind, strength, and soul. Let us love our neighbor, and let us always glorify your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It is in his gracious name that I pray for all you men. Amen. Amen. Bobby, thank you. Thanks for coming in. So you probably heard a little bit of your story and Bobby's story. Some religion, some living a life and... Maybe you didn't get caught. I, I drunk, drove drunk many a time. I just never got caught. And I had religion, but I didn't have a relationship. But then I had my low point, and then I looked up and saw Jesus and said, it's time to follow. Men, wherever you are, don't wait to get pulled over. Make the decision now. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.